so we're back. It's EWL After Hours, and you're currently watching this after EWL Wrestling Reviews. So I'm with Jake, I'm Kenny, and we have a lot to discuss today. Yes, indeed. Like, a full schedule, like, but we have announcement at the end of the show. Well, technically not the, at the end of this show, because... Well, yeah, we have an announcement basically after we, um, I'd say the middle of the podcast, but we will be doing, we have a lot of stuff, WWE Raw Superstar theme song tournament, greatest cinematic match since the pandemic era, best theme song of all time without lyrics and Impact Wrestling Review Pro Wrestling News and Rumors and yeah so that's of a lot so we should get started but with the news and rumors so there's a lot of um rumors this week let me check. Starting with um, Raw commentator Advan Vink. Um, he was released. Well, he wasn't released. It was a mutual agreement. Admin posted on his Twitter about being very busy. He has, like, of course, Raw is a busy schedule, but he's, I believe he works with MLB Network. Um, a few other, uh, so... Yeah, that's understandable, and a lot of people are actually really happy about weird and but Uh-oh. um yeah, I never saw him as a horrible announce. I mean, commentator. He's only been there for six weeks. It takes time to adjust. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like I feel like it was kind of sudden and quick that he was already that he was already like let go <laughs> or released like. He didn't even like. There wasn't even enough time to like, for him to adjust to commentating on Raw. Like he was doing his best, but it's like, like you said, it takes time for someone to like really like get in their groove of commentating, and he didn't even like get in his groove yet. Yeah, if you put yourself in a point of view where, I guess this is kind of the problem with Coach a few years ago. People were people were really laid into Coach a few years ago with him returning to WWE and commentating, which, yeah, he... Basically, I guess, um, if you're doing a sports network or something on a whole different sport for years and stuff, and then you see wrestling, it's going to be a lot to get used to. So, definitely. And speaking of uh, commentators... This is a rumor so far, but Tom Phillips might be released. I don't understand, really. really. He was on 205 Live. I believe main event, maybe? Nah, not main event. That's Byron. But yeah, he was on 205 Live with Nigel McGinnis. And I don't know. I really don't know why they've released him, but what do you think about that?
Um, I I really like Tom Phillips. He like ever since um ever since NXT, like he's kind of been the like, like Tom Phillips and Grave, like and Corey Graves, like that that partnership on NXT was amazing. Um, and then like seeing uh, Tom Phillips and Grave work on Raw together was like really cool. It's just I don't like I don't I don't like when any like talent is like really released, especially commentators, because it's like like. It seems like commentators nowadays are changing so often, and they they're not really like permanent anymore. Like with um, like in the old days, you had like you had uh, Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross on Raw, I believe, and then Taz and Cole on SmackDown, and those two were like the two commentating teams for those shows for so long like years um and it's it's interesting to go to from that to then go from commentators being like like changed and like exchanged and like replaced so often uh exactly there especially raw though a lot of changes for raw um so I believe we've had we've had Vic Joseph over, we've had um Mace, which is Mace, I forgot the guy's name. Uh Dio Madden. Yeah, Dio Madden. We've had Dio Madden, we've had the King, we've had Booker T, the coach, and this was in the just the last three years. Like they changed so much. SmackDown isn't changing as much, but they do change a lot. Like with the new commentary team, I don't know how they're doing. I well, they're doing pretty good. Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. So a lot of changes and I'm like nothing against Cole, but I'm really surprised that he's still there. With all these changes and all these replacements, like nothing against Cole, it's just like it seems like they would have gotten rid of Cole a lot sooner. But he's a, but he's like a historical like voice and has like he's a, like he's a really good commentator. So it's like I can see why they keep him around. Yeah, been there since the nineties. A lot of people don't like Michael Cole because yes, when he commentates, it can feel very corporate and um mediocre but i thought that was the whole point of being a commentator you're not supposed to sound i don't know they used to oh yeah and with with cole it's always like cole for the most part has always kind of been that like baby face like commentator and it's like he's like the just and like um, like the rational voice with, with, when it comes to something being good or bad. And then you always have him usually up against like Jerry Lawler, 
uh, now Pat McAfee or Corey Graves. There's someone, there's always a voice that's like go opposing Cole. Um, it seems like, and it's, it's nice to have that kind of balance. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I really want, um, yeah, Pat McAfee is good and stuff. I really would wish um, Booker T could commentate with Michael Cole and Michael Cole be Hill again because those were good days. Those two as commentary. If you remember 2011, I believe, back when Booker T and – they had a whole feud going on, basically. Remember um the I Did Dream You Were Dead thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I missed that stuff. But commentary is... I was wondering why in those in that long time of his hiatus, why they didn't have Taz on commentary, but AEW got him, and yeah. So... Yeah, and... Um. Yeah. Also, um, a little bit of news. Um, WWE today announced that Jimmy Smith will be debuting as the play-by-play voice for Monday Night Raw. Yeah. If you don't know Jimmy Smith, he was on the prime target with Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross, And I believe he had, I don't know if it's MMA or UFC, but he had former, he was a former commentator between those. So he'd have a better chance than admin. Hopefully, he's going to do good. May 31st, right? Yeah, May 31st. Which is next next week. I don't know why they didn't just say next week, but okay. Yeah, Memorial Day. Wait, Memorial Day's on a... Yeah, you're right. Never mind. I don't know. It's just weird thinking Memorial Day's on the ride, but yeah. Okay, so that must be... I have some... That's going to be an interesting episode. Well. Hmm. So, that's a lot of news. And I'm trying to think of some more news. There's always news. So, a lot of creative and production and stuff were released too. Which I believe was part of the money um budget cuts i don't they make like 50 million 500 million around there per quarter so i don't really understand budget cuts but i guess it's what it is also um charlotte flair is getting a, a title opportunity versus Rhea at Hell in a Cell. Why? Why? She, she literally lost to Oscar um, like multiple times. I don't understand. Shouldn't Oscar be getting it? Even though Oscar um lost once, I don't understand. But I I I love how WWE um I love how WWE like made the post. They're like. Charlotte Flair will get her. They kind of like did opportunity in like a fancy like like text like quote unquote opportunity, 
uh, against Rhea Ripley because like she doesn't deserve the opportunity, but like she's getting it anyway. So WWE like made the opportunity like in like italics or something. That's that's clever. I see that. All right, so I'm assuming that's probably on WWE on Fox. It's it's on uh, WWE their their uh, Instagram page. Um, uh, well, that match will. Ah, I see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. That being said, also, WWE is planning to have their, basically, Andrew Zarian from the Matt Men Wrestling Podcast, which is a very popular wrestling podcast, if you don't know, is reporting that WWE are planning to host SummerSlam on Saturday, August 21st. And a lot of rumors are saying it's going to be in the Elegant, Elegant, um, I don't even know how to say it, Elegant Stadium, Las Vegas, Nevada. And there's the Sophie Stadium, which is like the most electricity in a stadium, I believe. The Sophie Stadium is being considered Hard Rock Stadium in Florida. And yeah, many many stadiums. Nissan, MetLife. Um, yeah. So a few stadiums. This should be exciting. I don't know how I feel about it being on Saturday. Yes, it'll kind of be more interesting. Unless they, knowing WWE, they're probably going to do a two night thing for SummerSlam. Uh, they might, or it's like, to me, it's like it's not weird that it's 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 like I don't know, it's it's a little weird and a little different, but it's not at the same time it's not because it's like, like we have NXT on Saturday and then. WWE like a WWE show on Sunday, so it's like having having a pay per view on Saturday is like their their show on Saturday. Yeah, it's not that it's on Saturday; it's that it's a WWE pay per view on Saturday with some uh, with NXT or whatever. NXT um makes more sense, I believe. Did NXT pay per views be used to be on Fridays? I don't know, but yeah, not so- that. Somewhere oh. on Friday. They, okay. they would do some on Friday sometimes. I thought so. And now we have them on Wednesdays and Thursdays. But, wow. Yeah, we've had pay-per-views on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and Fridays, and Sundays on NXT. So, they're all over the place. So, do you know what's interesting? What? Um, what's interesting? That so now, um, the at, when a uh, um, 
So AW's uh going to move to TBS and they're going to stay on Wednesdays, right? Yes. So you're gonna have that. Um and then Rampage is gonna be on Friday for an hour. So there's gonna be there's so much pro wrestling that's going to that's going to come from that. Like from AEW moving, like having two shows, um, that's like, so we got Raw, NXT, AEW, uh, Impact, AEW Rampage. <laughs> We're Smackdown. kind of yeah, exactly. <laughs> we occasionally NXT pay per views, WWE pay per views, Saturday night, Saturday morning, whatever, but. So Impact, we just got uh, put Impact on after hours. Basically, this will be the debut of Impact on after hours. But so before that, we had Ross SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and that. So five. We finally got down to four, and now we're getting another paper, um, another show. So. Back to five. Yeah, which uh, uh, Rampage is going to be from like 10 to 11, I believe, my time. Um, or your time, I don't know. Um, it's going to be like a night show. Yeah, and so I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch that. It depends on how long um, the podcast go uh, for after, for the review. Um, if I'm able to watch it, I'm able to watch it. If I'm not, because we're doing the podcast, then I'll I'll maybe record it and then catch it afterwards. Maybe maybe we could watch it live. I don't know. Maybe. Um. But I was thinking that. But uh, I was thinking that um, AEW was AEW was moving to to Friday nights. I was talking to KP about this, and I was—I thought that they were moving to Friday, but only Rampage is, is Friday. But um, for AW this week, there was a basketball game on for um, on Wednesday uh, uh, on TNT, and I was like, okay, so when's AW? And then I I went to Friday, and AW is they were streaming AW on Friday uh, this week. Yeah, because of basketball game, and I'm like, great. So now I'm not going to be able to watch AW or SmackDown. Why can't you watch um AW? Because it's on the exact same time as SmackDown. No, it's not. It's ten to. It's right after ten to twelve. Well, basically, it's two. It's basically as soon as SmackDown ends, that starts, and it goes two hours after. Oh. So thought, when does when does SmackDown come for you? What time? Five. Yeah, it or five to seven. Uh, SmackDown. Uh, eight to ten. How okay? Eight to ten for you? Yeah, I don't know how. Like, okay. Raw, like yeah. Raw, Raw is 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 five is like five to eight, but SmackDown is like eight to ten. I don't know how. I, I don't either, but um, 
So basically, then it would be eleven. Basically, it for you it would be ten to twelve, aw. It's going exactly after. Right, because I I looked on the thing and they were like they were like exactly at the same time. Um, no, um, I taped it. I um made sure it was after SmackDown. It's right after SmackDown. Really? Yeah, they announced it a few weeks ago. That would be um they didn't actually say SmackDown, but they basically said you know ten to twelve. Hmm. Yeah. That's weird. I thought when I saw it, it it, it was like exactly. I don't know, but but anyway, um, but but it's like we uh. Was it? Um, yeah. While we're doing the the podcast, um, is when is when uh, SmackDown is happening for me. Um, so, which is weird, but so if it goes, maybe I'll be able, be able to watch AW. Maybe I won't. It just depends on timing. I just realized Drake Younger, the um, Drake Younger that um, he was a referee in WWE, two thousand fourteen to twenty twenty one. Who fought John Moxley? Whatever, whatever, is coming back to pro wrestling. If you don't know him, um, specifically, it's kind of weird that he has a gimmick name, Drake Younger. That's not his real name, but anyway, he was um he was a pro wrestler indies, and you'll basically see him in any NXT match. He wasn't in every NXT match, but most of them he was. He was probably one of the top three NXT referees you'd see on TV. He was released a few weeks ago, and now he's returned to wrestling for a charity event, which is crazy because I don't know. But I am currently checking out the news, and I found that it was pretty crazy. So that Velveteen Dream broke his silence, which we're not going to get deeply into, but you can check that out. Just look it up. He goes... Up. All right, sorry, there was a call I had to just happened in that two second thing, but basically, <laughs> I got a call and I had to take it real quickly, so that's where I was. Yeah. I think I like left or like glitched out by accident of the recording. I don't know. <laughs> It was it was weird. Like for like, I was here for, for a second, and then I was gone. I was like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. But anyways, as uh, moving on, um, so much news, and at the same time, there's no news. But knowing this, since we were recording it, um, recording it early, tomorrow CM Punk could return, and we would miss it. Like, 
whenever we pre-do in after hours, there's something crazy that happens. Okay, so I'm gonna see if there's any other news. Um yeah, um uh, to go off of what we uh kind of just like went from uh we said that dream broke your silence. You can go check that out if you want to. Um wherever you can find that information. That's it. You surely you can you can search search it up and find it. Yeah, it's Velveteen Dream, I don't know, break silence or something. But yeah, it's a crazy he went very into depth and Okay, what was that? I don't even know. But I was I'll continue off what I was saying. He goes deep into it and I still have my thoughts. It's a very weird topic to talk about because very controversial and I don't know. But you 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 can form your own opinion on it. But Velveteen Dream is basically dead. Patrick Clark is his real name, if you don't know. And I guess he's going to be going by that now. So, But some more news is Finn Balor. Finn Balor kind of spoiled his own match. Um, he kind of did, to be honest, but he did say that he wants to go. He's hopeful for WWE return in the future. I don't know how I feel about this personally, because with WWE, when he went there for the first time, he was this huge star. Then he got injured. He came back. He was just a goofy baby face who lost all his prestige and yeah he the difference between Finn Balor when he first started in WWE and his NXT run is he had this kind of prestige and um mystic kind of character mysteries but at the same time you know he can he's basically a normal dude with a dark side or whatever and when he went to the main roster, that part of him was kind of stripped, and he was just this goofy um, character. Generic baby faith 4 or something like that. And he was short. He's not short, but um, he's smaller, so that didn't help him at all. And I feel like for Balor, if they, were, if they really want to do him justice and he's able to have a successful run back on WWE, uh, like the, like Raw and SmackDown, um, or Raw or SmackDown. One, keep him heel. Two, keep, I would say keep the Prince like thing. Uh, cause that's, Balor does really well, real when he has like a, uh, like a aggressive side. Um, and, don't screw up his booking. Exactly. Like, with the... I don't know. I don't want to say don't let him wrestle, but I feel like 
if they made him wrestle every week, um, like they did before, he slowly got softer and softer until he was this total generic baby face who lost every week. I feel like if they keep doing those backstage vignettes, but at the same time let him wrestle maybe every two weeks and not just in a random tag team match, that's what in NXT they didn't do. They didn't make him... All his matches felt special because they weren't just... He wouldn't just go out for random tag team matches. Of course he had some, but he just every, wasn't that person. Every yeah. match that Bauer was a part of had a purpose for that match. Exactly. It wasn't just, oh, Vince wants them to fight. Like That's what a lot of the um, tag team matches start as. Oh, babyface wrestler. Basically, babyface wrestler goes against hill wrestler. Oh, another hill wrestler who he's in a feud with comes and beats them up or something. Beats them up during the match. Two hills are being the babyface up. Oh, and then the babyface friend comes and helps him. Basically, two feuds aligned and the um, tag team matches for like Raw main events or SmackDown main events usually don't have a purpose at all. And they're never going to tag team again. When Finn Balor, you know, tagged with Kyle O'Reilly, that was a whole story and it was different completely. Because they had many breakouts. And that's why I at, at first I didn't really like Finn Balor. I didn't understand Finn Balor's, you know, thing, but now I really do. And it's perfect, too. But it's like um, the the thing that I love about like uh, the thing that like you're saying um, the thing that I love about the prince like character it's like Balor takes control. It seems like Balor takes control of his own destiny. It's like he's not gonna fight in some like random match that doesn't suit his purpose. Like he's he's the prince. He can do like he can do or face whoever he wants to face. That's why I'm scared when he goes to WWE. He's just gonna. For me, I don't see um with the prince. And one thing I've learned about that is I do not see him going for like the mid card title. I see him wanting to either. I see him either having this um feud, which is not for any title or for the main event title. I don't see him going. I don't want to see him go for a mid-card title. I don't want to see him in a feud with Apollo Crews and Luz or any of that stuff. Even if it's not clean, it's just going to kind of destroy his mystique, just like with The Fiend losing to Gold, uh, Goldberg. If you look at it in a way where Goldberg is this guy who, I mean, his he, he beat Brock Lesnar a few years ago, in like two minutes. So at this at one time, Goldberg is this huge force. So, but at the same time, it ruins go um, basically the Fiend because Fiend was billed as this guy who wrestles maybe once a month because he brung people to shows. He was this huge, he was this huge star who never lost, and he could get hit by ten thousand curb stomps and kick out. At one, so just like if 
Finn Balor goes to the main roster and has a feud with Apollo Crews, which I could see happening. Then him lose. That it would be pretty pointless. I just don't want to see him in the mid card. Yeah, honestly. like going him going to Raw or SmackDown. You have to put him in the main event setting if if you go with the Prince character, because like just imagine, um, like. Anything less than main event status would not fit the prince, um, and you and then you also have if you go Shiraw, Balor versus the Almighty WWE Champion Bobby Lashley that would fit. Goes to SmackDown, the Prince versus the the head of, the head of the table, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, Universal Champion that would fit. Yeah, anything less would not. So, personally, how I would book um, Finn Balor going to the main roster, I would want to see him in a feud with um, Aleister Black, because that's perfect. Them um, having a few-month feud, a long-term feud, but not, like, too long. I feel like the story and everything will be perfect. And then uh, um, Finn Balor eventually coming off, uh, coming on top of that feud I would love to see him against Roman. And even if he did lose against Roman, it won't be the worst thing ever. Because if you see him versus Karrion Cross, even though he lost, he had the best match of each card. Um, Karrion versus Finn Balor this week on NXT was my favorite Karrion Cross match of all time. So Karrion, um, it makes sense that Karrion will win that match. He's but just like I would want to see, I would love to see a feud between the prince and the tribal chief because they have they kind of have similar gimmicks in a whole different type of way. Yes, they have different gimmicks, but they both think that they're one thinks he's a prince and one basically thinks he's a king. So, yeah, and and imagine the the imagine the like um. Imagine like the promo be- and Ro- like Balor and Roman being face to face, and it's like you call yourself the prince. I'm the head of the table. I'm the tribe. I'm the chief. You're below me. Yeah, and plus the f- they had a little feud, and they didn't really have a feud ever, but um. Finn Balor's first night on Raw um, in 2016 was against Roman, which he won. And yes, it was good and stuff, but basically his his hiatus um, ruined him. But I I I don't know how I could say this because like I I could I couldn't say this a few years ago. But it was the only thing going for Finn Balor. At the time, but I really don't think that um, fit, Demon Finn Balor isn't needed. Like he could have the rest of his career without Demon Finn Balor, and he'd be fine. Yeah, um, I've like I've heard or seen Balor talk about the demon, and he 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 has said that the demon will come back. 
Um, he will, the demon will come back at a point, but when the point is like when it fits the like the the when it fits the need for the demon to be there. Yeah, and yeah, I could. The risk it would be a very risky move to bring Finn Balor up to the main roster. But if you think about it, um, what does he have left to come do in NXT? I think he could do a few more feuds. Like every feud he's been with felt um, felt special in a way, but. Yeah, I would much rather him be on SmackDown because on Raw, we've seen Bobby Lashley versus Balor about two billion times. Even though that would be pretty fun to see the Almighty versus the Prince, I'd rather see that other one. But if they actually kept his prestige on the main roster and stuff, just like if they did it with The Fiend, The Fiend could have been the next Undertaker, just like. Finn Balor could be one of the biggest stars that they gave him. Showed it in NXT a lot. Like, hard-hitting matches and stuff. But... I believe, um, like you are saying, um, like, put him in a couple feuds. Like, Balor, like, when he first got back to NXT and, like, um before he went for any championship gold or anything like that, he had a feud with um, Matt Riddle. He had a feud with Johnny Gargano, or Gargano, however you say it. Um, and, like, he had a few, like, feuds that built him up. Um, and, like, then he started kind of going for the championship. Yeah, he had more. Really, if you think about it, Finn Balor winning the title was more of a traditional, like a traditional champion. Like, I don't think he was actually supposed to be champion. Carrying getting injured is why he kind of won it because of that fatal four way. But we would have seen Carrying versus Finn Balor for the title eventually, anyways. So, yeah. Okay, so. Look. Okay, so speaking of this, Buff Bagwell, Buff Bagwell, which you haven't heard a lot about. He's been in indie events. He kind of he had one match WWE. He was famous in WCW. I feel like most people know who Buff Bagwell was. He got in trouble with the cops with a hit and run. Allegedly, he was drunk and he was drinking and driving, which. Um, he's in jail right now, so all the Buff Bagwell fans, this isn't good, but I don't know how to feel about it, because I do not feel like reading the whole case, to be honest. But, yeah. If you, if you, if you, if you, for anyone who's, like, interested in it, just type up Buff Bagwell arrested 2021, and I'm sure it will come up yeah. And New Jack was clean and sober for the last three months of his life, which blows my mind. But um Good for New Jack. Crazy. It, at least he tried turning his life around. 
But I'm trying to think, is there any other news? We've done a lot of news. Mm. Talked about the commentators. Talked about the stadium, Balor. Um, dream. No, I, I, no. I think I, I think we covered about just about everything that we know of. Yep. I mean, we could go minor stuff like Chris Jericho saying Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world right now, which is controversial. But which, which which I don't know why he got so much like with that I don't know why he got so much like hate or like a, like for that it's like that's that's his opinion exactly like, it's like you can't get like it's like if I like if I say um like Karrion Cross is my favorite wrestler in NXT it's like like you like someone coming at me and like like saying all the reasons why I'm wrong it's like it's my opinion like that's what I think like you have a different opinion that's what you think it feels like everyone who anything about AEW any post about it people take as jokes which personally I think um in my top 5 best wrestlers right now which I do not know Kenny Omega would be definitely on that list. He's has like four of the major indie titles. Oh, same. Kenny Omega is definitely on my top five right now. Of course, Roman, but still, A um A W isn't really the indies. So he has three major. He has four major titles basically. So of course he has to be. Um, Cody Rhodes is up there, but he's not really. Uh, eh. I, I was in an argument with someone earlier today about that. Um, Cody Rhodes um, basically telling him about group. Like, like, what do people mean that he's not a top star? Like, I literally saw a thing say, does Cody think he is, that he's a big of a star, basically. And he is a big star. He has his own show. He's on Go Big Show with Snoop Dogg. He's friends with Snoop Dogg. He has a great net worth. He cuts the best promos, probably the best babyface work in the last decade. So he's pretty huge deal. I feel like people who, anybody who leaves WWE, people hate seeing successful in other country, um, companies. So, yeah. Um, also, speaking of Cody Rhodes, um, Cody will be retiring the Snoop Dogg remix version of Kingdom and will be going, bringing back the original version at Double or Nothing. I know. And thank God, no offense to, um, Snoop, but that was a horrible. Um, that was horrible. It wasn't that it was actually horrible, but you could tell it was kind of rushed, which makes sense and stuff. But it just didn't fit Cody. But yeah, he had like the best theme song in pro wrestling, 
one of them. Probably my top ten best theme songs. I really like his theme song, his old one. Gladys going to return. But it's going to be pretty pointless because, you know, Anthony Agogo is probably going to beat him in like two minutes. Um, also, um, also a little bit of news that we, we didn't touch on, um, on the unrestricted, uh, AW unrestricted podcast, um, double, uh, double or nothing. And the AW post show will begin a new era, um, new signings and big, su- big surprises confirmed. Yeah, so what do you think? A lot of people are referring to Andrade. Um, different guesses, but I'm just excited. Yeah, Andrade. Um, maybe some, maybe some of the recently let, uh, maybe some of the recently let go talent. Um, that not the NXT let go, but the um, the recent WWE let, uh, releases, like uh, the Iconics and all them. I know they're probably those guys are some of them are probably going to impact from what we've seen from Slammiversary, but uh, that vignette video. But it's interesting that um, big surprises and new signings con- confirmed on that. So we have Slammiversary and Double or Nothing, two big events um, for Impact in AEW, and. Both of them have big things planned, so I'm very intrigued in both of those. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited. And should be whatever the surprise is, it should be good. Um, Anything else you could think of? Um, no. Right. Well, since we've basically touched on most things, how about let's talk about. Should we do the tournament now? I guess, yeah, we do the tournament now. Let's do the tournament now. We might as well get it over with because that might be the, that's probably going to be the big portion of the podcast. Yeah. Um, so. Every Raw Superstar theme song, by the way. Pro wrestling. Women's and, yeah. Women's, tag teams, singles, just all all of them. Um, and we might as well. I guess they're pretty much going up with what? How about next week? We might, we might as well do NXT, right? a lot of theme songs in NXT. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, we definitely should. Um, shoot. Um, so I kind of messed up a little bit. Um, I know I had one job and that's to put things in a bracket and the, the setting that I put it at is not bracket. It's the knockout setting. So let me just add the teams real quick again. And then I have them entered so I can just like search them up, type them up and then input them back and then have it set. I know I should have done this before, but, um, it's kind of, I was kind of in a hurry, so. Um, I guess as you do that, I can talk about something else quickly. So, um, how about we do NXT next week and mixed with NXT UK? And after that week, we could do AW. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so also I did see Red Note's theme song today, and I don't know how I feel about that one. Weird. You see what I mean? It, it was kind of. It's kind of like a like a like a male like fancy bougie kind of like theme. Yeah, it's good. No, I'd say it's decent. It's decent at best. It was weird, kind of, because it felt like it was going to have lyrics, but then it didn't have lyrics, and yeah. Oh, um, while I'm doing this, um, do you want to discuss the the, uh, greatest uh, theme without lyrics? Should um, so let's see some things without lyrics. We have a lot of women's themes, but okay. So I love how the greatest theme without lyrics, and then Shinsuke Nakamura won it last week without um lyrics. But <laughs> he he did have a lyrics. He did have theme song in one of his his hill run, but. Yeah, Shinsuke never had a bad theme song, so. Okay, so. We're doing WWE and Undertaker didn't have lyrics. Kane didn't have lyrics. Brock Lesnar didn't have lyrics. Jack Swagger didn't have lyrics. Finn Balor's gonna have lyrics. Um, hmm. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, Daniel Bryan, Batista. First theme. Batista's first theme, not his actual. Eric Rowan, and yeah. So. I had to re listen to The Undertaker's theme, even though I remembered it. 
And it felt way more iconic. And I don't know which one is better, Kane or Undertaker, because whenever Undertaker went out on WrestleMania with his theme song, it felt more special. But Kane's kind of sounds better in a spooky type of way. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's Undertaker, um it's like um also uh Stone Cold is also on that list without lyrics. Um I think. Yeah, he is. Um yeah. What I love is uh uh with uh, Kurt Angle's theme, it's like, even though he doesn't have lyrics, the fans chant, you suck, as if they're supposed to be there. Exactly. And then they have, <laughs> we have Mr. Perfect without a thing, without lyrics, we have Macho Man, wasn't it? Ric Flair didn't have a theme song. Well, I forgot about Ric Flair's theme song. I might have to go with Ric Flair. It's a really good theme song. And not his crap theme song that was in a lot of the 2K games, which I don't know what they did. I think they did his second theme song or something, his fourth. I don't know, but it was horrible. Not his OG theme song. I'm trying to... Bret Hart theme song. I would have to give it a tie between Ric Flair and Kurt Angle. Um, I'll, I'll say Kurt Angle. 